morning. Welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Today we are talking about spiritual warfare and battle fatigue. Are you battle weary? Our daily battle as Christians is tiring, isn't it? We battle our sin. We battle intrusion of other people's sin. We battle false doctrine and more. We do all this daily. And there are some bigger battles that crop up from time to time, like the one happening at the annual meeting of the Southern Baptist Convention on June 15 and 16. There, a host of like-minded representatives sent from member churches called messengers will voice their opposition to critical race theory and egalitarianism and its result, women preaching, to the mass who have gathered. The intention is to thwart a perceived liberal drift. A previous battle like this had occurred in 1979-1980 called the Conservative Resurgence. Then it was an attempt like the one coming up next week, to re-steer the convention away from creeping liberalism and toward conservative, more biblical waters. And that is what the messengers this time will try to do. Everything old is new again. Similar liberal issues had unfortunately become embedded in the convention's many seminaries by 1979. And different but similar liberal ideas have occurred this time, too. Just like then, these ideas introduced in the convention spread to the seminaries, then to the pastors that the seminaries teach, then to congregations these newly minted pastors begin to shepherd. Dispersion of liberal ideas never stops, and we must battle them when and where we encounter them. All these battles are tiring. You may be feeling some battle weariness. The US military calls it combat stress reaction. And it's a real thing. This quote is from Wikipedia about combat stress reaction. It's an acute reaction that includes a range of behaviors resulting from stress of battle that decrease the combatant's fighting efficiency. The most common symptoms are fatigue, slower reaction times, indecision, and disconnection from one's surroundings, and the inability to prioritize. That's the end of the combat stress reaction quote from Wikipedia. Overall, I sense that people are just weary. Just when we get over one set of disasters or near disasters, struggles and near struggles, another one occurs that seems to be worse. What's happening in the world overall is a battle. It has always been a fight since the fall. But because we're closer to the end, The battle is more furious, more visible, and more potent 
against humans who dwell on the earth. Well, how do I know that we're near the end? Well, I don't know when the end of all struggles and battles will be, but I do know we're 2,000 years closer than we were when the Bible's writers penned the words that promised permanent peace. Christians know we're in a spiritual battle. Secular people don't, but we do. Satan rages against God and against his children. God himself is angry at sin and is angry at sinners. The Christian battles his own personal sin, and each of us suffers from the effects of it and from the effects of others' sin. It's a fight all the time. But we must be constantly vigilant. That's James 4, 7. And on guard. That's 1 Peter 5, 8. And wearing our armor. That's Ephesians 6, 10 to 17. Even having the Holy Spirit in us to energize us, it is a weary thing to always be on guard, vigilant against a relentless and intelligent enemy bent on our destruction. Ask any soldier. The Bible warns us against growing tired and losing heart, like this verse from Galatians 6, 9. Let us not grow weary in well-doing, for in, a, in due season we shall reap, if we do not lose heart. Notice the word if. That says to me that it might be possible to lose heart. The verse is talking about not getting tired of being patient and loving. We become appalled at obstacles, disheartened at betrayals, grief-stricken over sin, and just sometimes we just plain tire of being vigilant all the time. Think of Jeremiah. He battled all his life since the moment God called him to be his prophet. Jeremiah knew about battles. He said in Jeremiah 45, 3, You said, Woe to me! The Lord has added sorrow to my pain. I am worn out with groaning and find no rest. Well, we are told that the end time is like a woman giving birth. Matthew 24, 8. The end time is the period between the first coming of Jesus in his incarnation when he ascended, Acts 1.11, and his second coming in the clouds, Revelation 19.11-16. The long gestation began when Jesus ascended and will end when he returns in glory and the kingdom descends from heaven to earth. Revelation 21. As this long pregnancy nears its bloody conclusion, the discomfort grows because the pressure increases to unbearable levels. And when the labor pangs begin, the pain will only increase in frequency and intensity. The brief periods of respite between the pangs will in the future grow shorter in duration. And before one could catch one's breath, the next pang comes crashing down. 
We see this in Revelation 6 to 17. And the tribulation will be so much worse. We need more than ever to carry each other's burdens as the world hurtles toward that time of wrath. Galatians 6.2 Without the Lord, I don't even know how people cope. Perhaps they are not coping, as Romans 1.28-32 shows. That is why we, believers, must not lose heart or flag in our energy to show the world that the power of the Holy Spirit in us is enough to sustain us through anything. Satan brings disorder into our physical world by afflicting humans. You see that in Job chapters 1 and 2, and in 2 Corinthians 12, 7, Hebrews 2, 14, and other verses. And the disorder that Satan brings is not just external, but internal also. The underlying root cause of all these different battles is a spiritual battle over the deed to the earth. Now, Satan has already lost that battle, and our Savior owns the earth and everything in it. Revelation 5.5, Psalm 24.1. But Satan refuses to believe that, so he presses on, and God lets him until the time is right for us to be taken up and these times to end. Proverbs 24, 19 to 20 says, Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not envious of the wicked, for the evil man has no future. The lamp of the wicked will be put out. Gill's exposition explains that Proverbs verse so well. Gill's exposition says, For their calamity shall rise suddenly, and come upon them that fear not God, and rebel against the king and the state, and innovate in matters of religion, and especially that bring damnable heresies. While they cry, Peace, peace! and are pleasing themselves with their new schemes and prosperous success, swift and sudden destruction comes upon them. We rejoice in our Holy Savior who does those holy things. There will be much singing in heaven over his conquering of sin. But on earth we are battle-weary until then. Be aware that the spiritual battle of this world could be taking its very real and physical toll on people. Brethren, do not grow weary. The writer of Hebrews said, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Hebrews 10, 25. And Isaiah 40, 31 will finish this episode but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings of eagles. They will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and not be faint. What hope that is for us, and what a promise. 
Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a marvelous day. Thank you.